0: Welcome to the I-29 Moo You Dairy Podcast. The I-29 Moo University is a consortium of the land-grant universities located in Minnesota, Iowa, South Dakota, and Nebraska. This podcast covers timely news, information, and research for today's dairy industry. Hi, this is Jim Sulfur with the I-29 University Group, and today we're doing a podcast, and we're really fortunate to have uh, Peggy Coffeen with us, and she is the host of the Up Level Dairy Podcast, so I feel a little bit intimidated since she's a professional podcaster, and also my co-host today is Fred Hall with Iowa State University. Welcome, Peggy and Fred.
1: Hey, thanks so much for having me. And I feel like I'm back among friends because, uh, Jim, you and I have been in the same circles throughout the years in my journalism career. And Fred, we're friends from many years back when I spent the first year of my career out of college in Northeast Iowa. So thanks for having me today, guys.
0: Well, thank you. So Peggy, can you tell us a little bit about your background? You touched on just a little bit. So can you just tell us where you came from and what you've been doing over the last few years?
1: Yeah, you bet. So uh, so my background is I grew up on a family dairy farm in southern Wisconsin and went often to pursue ag communications. Agriculture journalism is my career. And so after spending that one year in Northeast Iowa where I got to hang out with Fred for a year at the Northeast Iowa Community College and the Dairy Foundation and Jen Bentley as well and some of my favorite people. Uh, after after doing that, I moved up to back home to Wisconsin and spent the bulk of my career in the agriculture journalism field. So that included about nine years with Progressive Dairy Magazine, where I was an editor there. And so that's, you know, again, where I was able to cross paths with some pretty amazing people in the dairy industry producer side. And also uh, those of you like Jim and Fred that are out there every single day um, dedicating your lives to making it easier and better and Possible for dairy farmers to do what they love. So I left. Uh, I left Progressive Dairy about oh, a little over a year ago um, to really pursue my personal passion, and that was really a specific way to meet dairy farmers where they were at with information that could really help them with their business, their management, and their leadership. And that's when I started the Up Level Dairy Podcast.
0: Okay, Peg. Um, I know at World Dairy Expo you did a you had a session focusing on. Uh, dairy leadership and some of the work you've been doing. Do you want to expand on that just a little bit?
1: Yeah, absolutely, um, Jim. So you know, one of the things that comes up a lot in just in my conversations with dairy farmers over the years uh, is I would sit down with producers, and you know, the thing about dairy farmers is you know none of them are people that sit around, right? Like none of them are people that are are not ever busy. They're always on the go. Uh, But sometimes what happens is when you're so busy doing the work that it can be really challenging to take the time to sit down and to plan for the future, to really think ahead about are the actions you're taking every single day really helping you to achieve the goals that you have for your business, for your family, and towards a bigger picture. And so you know, even as I have become my own business, these are things that I struggle with as well is being able to take that time and say, okay, I need to work on my business and not just in my business. And I want to make sure that I have a clear vision for the future and that the actions I'm taking every day are getting me to where I want to be. And that's the same thing that dairy farmers want too, is you want to know that you're not just spinning your wheels, that you are actually getting traction and taking the right strategic actions to get where you want to be in your business. And so that's where I came up with um, this opportunity where the National Milk Producers Federation and their young cooperators program, um, they came to me and were looking for something to really add value to that young cooperators group. And I suggested this activity, which is eight questions for outlining your vision and gaining traction to be able to get there. And it is based on a book called Traction by an author named Gino Wickman. And this is a concept that businesses all over the world are using to be successful in their teams and in their management and in their strategy. But it's also some principles that some of the consultants that I've had as guests on the Up Level Dairy podcast, they're using them with some of the dairy businesses that they're working with too.
0: Oh, well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that, Peggy. So, what are some of the things that they said? Or you want to? Why don't you walk through what these uh, vision is and the traction?
1: So Jim, it was this this model of eight questions for moving your dairy farm forward that, uh, that I was able to bring forth in a session at World Dairy Expo for the NMPF Young Cooperators Group. And so within that session, I was also able to bring in three young cooperator members, three producers from there, actually each from Wisconsin. And what we did is we sat down ahead of time and we walked through these eight questions together and then they presented that. And so it was really interesting to hear what they had to say about how they answered these eight questions for moving the dairy farm forward. So those producers were Laura Rots, Who's with Wagner Family Farms up in the Oconto Falls, Wisconsin area? Um, Paul Lippert, who's a young dairyman in Pittsville, Wisconsin, um, milks about six hundred cows at Grass Ridge Farms. And then the third one was Nathan Weiss, um, and Nathan is in West Rosendale, and he and his mom and dad milk about two hundred cows on their dairy farm there. So three different perspectives, three different producers, three different um, sizes. But uh, but you know, a lot of the answers to their questions all came back to some pretty similar principles.
0: And how this program or what you're trying to educate people on works.
1: Yeah. So so there's, uh, again, these eight questions that play into vision and traction. And vision is all about strategic thinking about where you are headed with your business. And traction are the strategic actions that match up to that vision so that you can be confident that the efforts you're putting in every day are focused and targeted toward where you actually want to go. And so when we look at these two pieces from the vision traction organizer, again, from this research called Traction. We're looking at the vision first and there's five of the eight questions that play in to the vision and it starts with core values. So it's simply sitting down and getting out of your head and onto paper and writing out what are your core values. And so um, as I talked with these producers, you know, we identified core values that they had. And then the next step was to also identify their core focus. And the core focus was all about what, you know, what, where are you putting your emphasis in your business and what's driving the engine of your business. The third question is what's your 10-year target? And that 10-year target is really your bigger picture. Like, what are you doing all of this work for? Like, if you're a dairy farmer, you are putting in the hours, you are putting in the time, you are putting in 110%, if not more, uh, because I know how dairy farmers are. And so what are you working toward? What is your bigger picture? And that's what that 10-year target uh, really comes back to. And then the fourth question that's part of the vision is what's your marketing strategy? How are you differentiating yourself in the marketplace? And also with dairy farmers, what I also, you know, what we also talked about here too is how are you protecting your profitability in that marketing segment? And then the third question with vision is, you know, we talked about the 10-year picture, but looking at the three-year vision, what does your farm look like three years from now? And so that was the first five questions of the vision and traction. And then the traction piece is really these three questions. It's looking at what's your one year plan, and then breaking that out into your quarterly rocks. So like, what are the things that you need to accomplish in the next 90 days to get you toward your one year goal? And that builds into the three year picture and the 10 year target. And then the third question, traction, under traction, which is the eighth of the eight questions for moving your dairy farm forward is what are your issues? And when I say issues, uh, what I really mean by that is what could get in the way? What are the things that could get in the way of taking your business the direction that you want to go? And, um, And I say all these, you know, all these things with the frame of reference of business, because, you know, I think sometimes with dairy farming and, you know, because I grew up on a dairy farm and even just having, you know, my own business as well is we put so much passion in the work that we do. We love what we do, but at the end of the day, we have to look at it from the Perspective and in the lens as a business, if we want to be successful, profitable, and sustainable. And, um, and so, yeah, these are the eight questions for moving your dairy farm forward.
0: Yeah, we've done a program for a few years now called Planning Your Dairy Farm Future. It's not exactly the same, but it, it's kind of some of the pieces are somewhat the same. And I don't know what your experience has been, Peggy, but our experience has been I'm, I guess, I'm really surprised how much interest the farms have in this some of the farms you know especially ones that want to move their farm forward and they know they can't stay the same as they are now because as you mentioned I think farmers don't get into farming because they like discussing vision and traction that's kind of what you had meant they just don't they get into it because they like cows they like to work on equipment and they like to talk about genetics so what's been your experience in working with farmers with this? Or uh, where are you going with this whole concept of this vision and traction and working with farms?
1: So what I find, Jim, and this is going to line exactly up with what you just shared and reinforce that is, you know, if you're to sit down with a dairy farmer and say, hey, what would you rather spend your day doing? Strategic thinking and strategic planning or going out and doing the work? right? And I think sometimes, and I find this even in my own business, and I, go, I relate it back to having grown up on a dairy where we did the work and you love the work, is we find so much joy in doing the work and so much satisfaction in doing the work. But sometimes the work that we need to do is making sure that the energy and effort we're putting in is actually moving us forward and not just, you know, getting in a place where we're stuck or spinning our wheels, but to really look at the actions we're taking every day and say are these the right actions for where we want to go. And you know, and that's the bigger the bigger envelope that I'm pushing here and bringing into perspective and you know a lot of it goes back as I mentioned to to this helping me in my own business. This is a model I've used for my podcasting business. It's a model that I know other dairies and businesses all over the world are using to really just take that hit that pause button and go back to, you know, the idea of like getting what's in your head onto paper. And there's so much power in that because like, Jim, I'm sure when you've had conversations with these, you know, these business planning and dairy farm future planning, how many people do you have this conversation with? And they're like, well, yeah, it's, it's in my head. Like I kind of know, you know, like, does that come up? Do people respond that way when you ask them like, oh, what are your core values? Like, you know, where, where do you see things going? Is that a response that you get?
0: Yeah, it's very typical. And many of the farms we work with now have, um, you know, it's a son or daughter. It's a multi-generation farm. Well, one of the, as you mentioned, Peggy, it's nice to get it on paper because the different generations and or different partners may not be thinking the same thing. So I think some of the value, and and there is value, I think research has clearly shown there's value in writing your thoughts down and developing a plan to move forward. I mean, I, I think you're exactly right. I mean, the dairy industry, is, we all know and all the listeners know, it's moving so fast and changing so rapidly. And if you write things down and then visiting those periodically, I really liked how you laid out a a ten year target versus a ten year plan. Because I think sometimes some strategic planners say you gotta have a plan for the next ten years. And I think who even knows what they I, I think it's good to have kind of a target where you want to be, but to have to spend a lot of time writing a plan for ten years, the chances of that coming to fruition probably isn't right. But I think it's still good to be thinking about that. So I I really like the way you laid this out, Peggy.
1: Uh, well, thank you. And I hope that it helps. Uh, I hope it helps farmers think through these things too, because you're right. Like, you know, we know, you and I, Jim, we know, and anyone listening that's in the dairy industry, we know that this industry is changing rapidly and that some of the things that are changing do at times seem like they are outside of our control. There's forces, you know, whether it's in the markets or whether it's in regulatory, there are so many things that affect our ability to do business, but there are some things that we can control. And you know, that 10 year target, you know, like another way to look at that is what's your finish line? You know, like, why are you doing what you're doing? And it doesn't mean that you have to have an action item for every year from now to the next 10 years. And maybe 10 years isn't your target. Maybe it's 30 years, maybe it's five, but like, what is your finish line? You know, is it that you want to build a business that you can bring a family member into? Is it that you want to be able to retire comfortably and not work on the dairy anymore or not have a dairy anymore? Do you want to position your dairy to be saleable? You know, those are the types of things that when we think about that 10 year target, you know, what's the life you want 10 years from now? And I think that's one of the, you know, that's something else that's interesting that I'll say as I talked with these young producers and they're all, you know, like kind of in that 30 to 35, um, you know, 40-ish range is every single one of them, they talked about their business, but they always brought in something that reflected their personal life and finding some balance of their personal goals and their family life and what they wanted in their farming business. And I think that is a paradigm that is shifting from the conversations that we used to have, the conversations and the mentality and the lifestyle that I grew up with on a 50-cow dairy, right, is like the dairy was your lifestyle. Well, now these younger producers, and I think this gives us a little window into a whole shift of another generation that's coming into dairy ownership and management and into the dairy workforce, is they're saying it's not just about the business, it's about the life we want to create, and I don't know, do you see that too, Jim, in the conversations you
0: have? Yeah, and I would argue that's a really good move. And I think you're, that helps have those conversations. Yeah, you know, when I started an extension 25 years ago, it was not real uncommon for and probably an older farmer that was about retirement age. And it was really a badge of honor to not have missed a milking in 25 or 30 years. And young people, and I think it's good, as you mentioned, Peggy, I just don't think I don't think we can make our occupation who we are, and and I think a lot of those farmers struggle when they retire. So you're exactly right, Peggy. And the other thing about doing this, I think, with your having your spouse involved or any other key partners, is you help understand what their values are. And uh, you're exactly right. As we we if we have some of these meetings, uh, the older generation, some of them. Will say, you know, I kind of want to back off from management, but I'll help on the farm as much as I can. There was another farmer said, no, I think I want to move. You know, they were talking about moving to Missouri. Now, why Missouri? I don't know. But said, you know, I want to buy a farm down in Missouri and more of a hobby farm and ride horse. And so I think it's really good for the younger generation to hear the older generation describe that. Matter of fact, I had one young generation come up to me and said, you know, I never heard my dad before ever give me an age about when he kind of wanted to slow down so again people have this all in their head but there's a lot of value in writing it down and discuss discussing it with other partners in your business
1: mm, and jim you just you just brought up another really great point is like this really is an exercise that is for Multiple people, leadership. You know, we can call the leadership team an ownership team. I know sometimes, as you know, when we're with our family, we don't always see ourselves as that. But essentially, like you and the people that you work with and own that dairy with and that make decisions with, you are the leadership team of your dairy. And so, it, like, these conversations are ones that should be happening with the whole team. And now, you know, but I, I think if you can at least, as an individual, challenge yourself to go through this, then you also have something that you can bring to the other people that you are working with every day, whether they're parents, siblings, you know, just other partners in the business. And if you do it, you're leading by example of saying, hey, like maybe we've never really talked about these things before, but this is a way of starting to open up the conversation. And, you know, one of the things that I want to emphasize here too is answering these eight questions like it's not going to be perfect the first time you do it. It's and it's not going to be perfect when you do it yourself. Like it's going to take some time to really, you know, do this and use it as a directional tool and a compass for your strategic planning by having the critical conversations or having someone else lead them for you and the other people that you do business with on the dairy because like this can't happen as one person that's doing this in a siloed way. And I think you bring up a good point when you talk about, you know, just the, having other people involved in those conversations that are the key partners. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I think it comes back to there are some things that even though you may change your directional focus, what you don't change are your core values. You know, like, and when you, when you start, and I think that's why in this model, core values is question number one for your vision, because identifying those core values, and I'm not just, it's not just identifying, but it's choosing to live by them and to do business by them and to operate by them. That is where that's where the power is, right of saying, "Okay, like on this dairy, this is how we do things. In this family, this is how we do things. And you hold everyone to that standard. It's how you hire and fire. It's how you choose your partnerships. It's how you make your business decisions. And just having those couple of things that you're like these are our non-negotiables, no matter what direction you go with you know, with your future, you know, that it comes, it's an alignment with where you want to be as a, as a person and how you want to interact with others and how you want to have your influence in the time you have in this world. It's a bigger picture.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, Peggy. I always tell people this. I I think one of the things people challenge is they're afraid if they write it down, somebody is going to say, five years ago, you wrote this down. And I always tell people, the whole group, you know, we do this in a group setting, said, these are not the Ten Commandments etched in stone. This is paper. And paper can change, and everybody has a right to change their mind. Now you don't want to do this day to day, but I, I think life circumstances changed. I think Peggy, if if you would look back at your life ten or fifteen years ago, or I would sure look back at my life ten or different fifteen years ago, your priorities kind of change, and your vision changes. You know, I've switched jobs a number of times. You switch jobs, Peggy, and part of that maybe you have it in the back of your mind. We just change over time, and I think farmers have got to accept the fact that they change over time. Peggy, now I'm sure every listener, after hearing you, is so excited that they want to follow through on this. So, what's your what's your thoughts or recommendations, or where where can they go from here if they want to? If you've piqued their interest, where do you suggest they go? Do you? Do you consult one-on-one? Do you, are there organizations that do this? What's your, what's your suggestion?
1: Yeah. So uh, so there are people out there that do this sort of thing, but you know, the most basic thing, there's two resources that I want to leave with your listeners when it comes to these eight questions. And, you know, one thing that they can do is they can head over to the Up Level Dairy podcast because episode 49 will include this conversation, but it also will include the conversations that those three producers, Laura Paul and Nathan shared at World Dairy Expo. So I think one of the best things that, that that I can do as a gift to your listeners is say, you know what, here's what three other people say and just use those as an example to get your head around how other producers are thinking about their future and how they're moving their business forward. And so that will be episode 49 of the Up Level Dairy podcast, where they can actually listen to what those three producers shared at the Young Cooperators panel for NMPF at World Dairy Expo. And then the other resource is the actual book, Traction. And you can even find online, and we can include a link in the show notes here too, Jim, if you're able to do that for the Vision Traction Organizer. And that's where these eight questions come from. So even just having that piece of paper in your hand and starting it, you're going to get further than you are today if you just start now. And, um, and having a few other producers to be able to listen to and say, okay, they took the time to do this and this is how they're thinking about the future of their dairy and the way that they're doing things. And I hope that that encourages others to just take that action step to do it as well too.
0: Well, thanks, Peggy. I really appreciate you joining us today on this I-29 podcast. And I think if you're a listener out here or a dairy farmer out here, I think what, you know, it sounds a little bit academic, but I think it really is important for all the reasons Peggy had talked about. So with that, Peggy, do you have any closing comments?
1: Just a pleasure, Jim, to be able to reconnect with you and the extension crew in Minnesota and Iowa. And thank you for having me on your podcast. And I uh, would love it if some of your listeners wanted to check out Uplevel Dairy and hopefully find some great uh, additional tips in their arsenal for business leadership and management as dairy farm owners, managers, and
0: advisors. We'd like to thank our annual sponsors, including our gold sponsor, Iowa Corn Growers Association please visit their website at iowacorn.org. We'd also like to thank our silver sponsors, Pioneer, Connor AgriService, Diamond V, and Central Vet Clinic. I-29 Moo University is an equal opportunity educator. For the full discrimination statement, visit extension.iastate.edu forward slash diversity, forward slash ext.